just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I got a son. He, he, he raps. His, his rap name is Tut Tarantino. If you ever listen to some of his raps, I'm like, oh, my God, where does this come from, son? <laughs> you grew up in a gated community your whole life, but he's rapping my life. This is the Zabecast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go! Oh, ho, ho. Here we go! Feeling 
Tuesday, October 24, 2023. Thank you for downloading. It is just you and I today and a somewhat new format for the podcast going forward. I endeavor to deliver to you, dear listener, Monday through Thursday, three 15-minute segments, give or take. Yes, with two commercial breaks, but again, if you want, you can fast forward. Nobody can stop you. Sometimes I do when listening to podcasts. Other times the phone is not handy and I'm on the mower and I just listen to commercials. It doesn't bother me. Either way, I plan to do 15 minutes to start the podcast on pretty much the latest that's happening in sports. Sports, 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 sports. And then 15 minutes with a guest and then 15 minutes of non-sports after that. We'll just see how it goes, but let's start by trying today. I got three 15-minute segments, sports first, the latest that's happening, then 15 minutes of non-sports, and then I've got 15 minutes of feedback because I've gotten a lot of good feedback from you listeners via email and other sources. Okay, let's get right to it. How do you know when a pitcher is out of pitches? That's a trick question. The answer is you don't. You don't. The manager doesn't. The pitcher himself doesn't know. And even analytics does not know. Now, analytics does have a pretty good mountain of data that says the third time through a lineup, pitcher's effectiveness goes considerably down. On average, that is, though. That is across the board. Now, you can finally chop it up a bit more uh, by pitcher, by opponent, et cetera, et cetera. You can feed into the database the exit velocities of recent batters to see whether or not they're starting to hit the guy harder. But at the end of the day, there's no dipstick for arms. So tonight in the Game 6 NLCS, Philly, Arizona, which has not gone final yet, I've waited, I've waited, i waited top nine, and it's 5-1 Arizona. Merrill Kelly, the starter for Arizona in this game, was absolutely rolling, pitching in a flat-out gem, had retired eight batters in a row, and had just finished striking out both Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber in the fifth inning. And that's when his manager came to give him the hook. Tori Lavulo said, that's it. We're going with the analytics. Now, it has worked out so far because they got through innings six, seven, and eight, but the broadcast team properly said, but how do you know how these relievers are going to be? And the answer is, you don't. They showed Merrill Kelly, though, at the top step, telling Skip, what the heck? I just struck out their two best hitters, their two hottest hitters. I've retired. You're taking me out? Yes, the analytics say so. Nobody knows it's all a guess. I wouldn't go with the analytics as much as major league managers do now, especially in these big games, because of the fact that you don't know if you're going to get it into a jam, if an inning goes sideways and your reliever starts to get extended. Remember, the Arizona Diamondbacks have to win tonight, which it looks like they will, and then again tomorrow. So you don't want to trash your bullpen unnecessarily. But so far, it's working out. As I like to say, there is no dipstick for arms. You can't just, like your uh, engine, 
in your car or in a motor that's in your lawnmower or whatever, put a dipstick in, how much oil is there? Okay, we need some more, time to go. No dipstick for arms. I would have left him in there, but that's baseball today. What else don't you know? You don't fully know exactly if a pitcher meant to throw it at a batter. The Brian Abreu appeal was heard on Monday, and he has had his suspension upheld, but it won't be until the start of next year. Now, this is a fascinating story for me because the more I thought about it, I had more questions, such as, so when Abreu faced Garcia again the following night, if he had plunked him again, even though Garcia had struck out three times in the game so far, would Abreu be automatically suspected of throwing at Garcia still, like he's still mad at him, even though he had done nothing at that point in the game, to warrant being plunked? Also, let's say Garcia had not pimped his home run the night before in such an over-the-top fashion. Would he then, if he was plunked, would it have been like, well, clearly Garcia or Abreu is not mad because he hit the ball far, he put his head down, and he started running, 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 running as fast as he could. So he wasn't showboating, so there'd be no reason to hit him. <laughs> it's almost like Garcia ensured that if he was hit, that it would be a ejection for Abreu but he also ensured that he kind of would be hit if you think that the Astros didn't care about the extra runner on base. Now, many people say that's ludicrous. Of course, they would never in a million years put an extra runner on base down 4-2 in a crucial game five. And I say, are you sure about that? Like a thousand percent sure. Yes, Indeed, it is statistically not smart to do that. However, here's the ways it could have gone as I look at it. The possibilities include, one, Dusty ordered the code red and Maldonado executed it from behind the home plate. Two, Maldonado went rogue and Abreu went along with it saying, okay, well, I don't want to put another guy on base, but uh, fuck this guy, Garcia. We're going to plunk his ass. Option three would be Abreu went rogue because he was pissed. His emotions got the best of him. That nobody said to go ahead and hit him, but Abreu was standing on that mound looking in at Adolis Garcia, or Dali as they call him, and he just kind of lost it. Like, all right, fuck this guy. Plunk. Option four, Abreu didn't plan on giving him much anyway. He was going to probably walk him. So he said, well, if I'm going to walk him, maybe I should just plunk him instead. Now, let me try to make it look as reasonable as possible. Option number five would be Abreu truly lost control. So I've got five options. The number one option was that Dusty ordered it and didn't care about the consequences. Therefore, you have to suspend uh, Abreu for doing it. The other one being, hey, man, it's a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. We're losing 4-2. We desperately need to win this game, and we would never do that because it puts an extra runner on base. They're already down two. They're the Astros. Maybe they didn't care so much. I love how they talk, well, this will be something they can take care of in spring training next year. Spring training. (laughs) That 
to me, and I know it happens, but I'm just laughing because it's crazy to think that you can go a whole off season. And then the next time this guy comes up in Florida, you're like, okay, plunk his ass. Also, how much pimping is too much pimping? I thought we were in the age of playing with flair, playing with passion, and playing with that Latin ball player cha-cha-cha. How much is too much? He did stand. He did hold the bat. He did spike the bat. I remember in the World Series between the Astros and the Nationals, there was a big kerfuffle about guys carrying the bat all the way down to first base. I do think the rules of baseball are a bit too stodgy. That said, I'm enjoying the hell out of the baseball playoffs right now. Still 5-1, bottom nine. Looks like it's going to be a Game 7 in Philadelphia. Game 7 in Houston. I almost went. My boys, capital I, and Getter have gone down to be with Houston Scotty and his beautiful bride, Tina, to witness Game 7. I threatened, as I often do, I'm like, you know I'm available to come down for Game 7 if needed. And I had a flight all lined up. It was going to be $633 round trip. Uh, the tickets they got are really good tickets. They're about 225 bucks each. I could have swung it. It could have been fun. I could have brought my broadcast equipment to do both my morning show as well as this podcast down there. Wouldn't have gotten much sleep. Would have lost my voice for sure. And worst of all, the Astros, and the game is yet to start. Actually, it's just about started right now. Um, it could lose. <laughs> and then I would not want to be within a country mile of my boy, Houston Scotty, because he, boy, he still takes these baseball games really seriously. Well, we'll see how they did. I'll, I'll report back tomorrow, but that's the situation down in Houston. To basketball, Giannis Attentacumpo has signed a contract extension to stay a Milwaukee Buck. Well, hallelujah. As recently as October 2nd, Giannis addressed his situation by saying it makes no sense financially to sign an extension with the team even though he's got two years left, because if he waits, he could sign a larger extension if he wanted to. But he also put signals out there, pressure signals on the organization, on GM John Horst, to make sure to get the best possible players around him. And what did it land? Damian Lillard. This will be the extension that was born of Horst's ability to get Lillard and to pry him away from Miami. Now, this is a very happy... It's final, by the way. It's final! In Philadelphia, Diamondbacks 5, Phillies 1. We go to a game 7 tomorrow night. Oh, boy. Here we go. Of course, the money is so astronomical, it's crazy. But that's the NBA for you. Good for Giannis. He deserves every bit of it. He has risen the franchise valuation in Milwaukee tenfold, twentyfold, fortyfold over. And so, therefore, he deserves all the monies. But basically, this extension helps calm the waters. It doesn't mean he's necessarily going to lose out on making more money in the future. As I read a tweet from uh, one Adrian Wojnarowski, there is exceptions and clauses and thises and thats that allow him to unlock even more money. He's got more money than he'll ever need. And he's not worried about the money, but he's going to stay a Milwaukee Buck at least for the time being. Now, as I cautioned my colleagues who are giddy over this, Josh and Armin, 
Namely, I said, you do know if he ever does want to leave, he's just going to say, I would like to leave. That's exactly how they got the current number zero, Dame Lillard. He signed a deal to stay in Portland, gave it a year, got fed up and said, you guys suck. I want out of here. And he was gone. I don't think Giannis is going to do that, but I think that sports and life is long enough that things change. And at some point, if I had to bet, will we ever in our lifetime see Giannis in another team's jersey? The answer would be yes. But that day is not today. So congratulations, Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations, congratulations, Milwaukee sports fans who always feel looked over and overlooked and insulted like, ah, who wants to play there? Giannis does, motherfucker. Arguably the best player in the NBA. I said arguably. I'm not going to get into that argument right now. Speaking of arguments, how about that catch versus interception in the Denver game uh, involving the Packers? Romeo Dobbs stole a touchdown away from Patrick Sertan Jr. on an end zone pass from Jordan Love in the second half. Now, what's funny is that Gene Steratore, who I think is the best TV referee we have and was one of the best on-field referees we had, strongly disagreed with the call saying, look, I think it should have been an INT. Now, the rule is clear in saying that simultaneous possession uh, goes to the receiver. But now we get into, well, wait a minute, what does simultaneous mean exactly? Because we had a good super slow motion video of the catch or of the interception catch or the catchception or the intertouchdown, whatever you want to call it. And clearly, Sertan got his two hands with clear, bright orange gloves on the ball first. Now, it was only by a fraction of a second. If you're really going to count the frames, looked like the video was running at 240 frames per second, perhaps even longer. And you're only talking about one, two, three, about five or six clicks of the frames going by. So we're talking a tiny fraction of a second. But his hands were on the ball first. His hands were underneath those hands of Romeo Dobbs. His hands never left the ball at any point catching it, going down to the ground, both feet, and then down to the grass itself. Dobbs put his hands on top of and kind of on top of the football fractions of a second afterwards. He even had to readjust one of his hands as he was going down. All of this would have been impossible to tell to the naked eye, but on replay, you could have slowed it down and said, wait a minute, this looks like it might be an interception. So I got to ask the question of, well, what defines simultaneous or what defines, you know, joint quote possession? How much of your hands, arms, fingers do you have to have on the football? How long does it have to be there? We're at the point now with replay and video that you can get down to such a minute level that it's hard to sort out or you can argue it one way or the other. People were getting mad at me because they thought I should just be automatically defending the the play in favor of the Packers. Uh, look, I'm happy it worked out for the Pack, even though they didn't win the game. I just know that had the roles been reversed, oh my God, Packer fans would have been screaming bloody murder. But it does raise the interesting question, what defines possession? 
or what defines simultaneous. My dad taught me the premise of, you know, Stephen, possession is nine-tenths of the law. I didn't know what that meant for a long time as a kid. And then I got older, and I think I Googled it. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, possession is nine-tenths of the law in most cases, not all cases. Elsewhere when it comes to the rules. Looks like Jim Harbaugh could be in quite a bit of trouble at Michigan. It looks like this guy they fired, this uh, Connor Stallion, or Stallions, plural, was a really big fan of the Big Ten and football, or he was out spying. Because they've got records of him buying tickets to some 30 different Big Ten games in various road venues over the last three years. That's more than just being a Michigan fan. That's like being a super fan. There is also reports that he bought tickets in family members' names. There's reports that he bought tickets on both sides of the stadium, which may or may not yield the kind of intel you need. There's reports he paid somebody to hold a cell phone up and record the other team's sideline with their signals. It is not exactly a provable fire at this point, but there's a lot of smoke billowing. And I just wonder how many other programs are doing this. Certainly, if you wanted to be more stealthy about it, there are ways to do it. There's ways to launder the money. You don't need to have guys buy tickets in his own name and maybe spread it out over a couple different people to do so. And hell, if you're a team in the Big Ten, guess what? Maybe you should, I don't know, change your signals more often or use the helmet radios more often. Headline, Che Flores has become the first openly transgender and non-binary referee in American professional sports. She has been elevated to a full-time NBA referee. Hey, how about that? Good for you, Che. I don't care, though. I think I speak for most sports fans who also don't care. We're not into this. We're into you making the right calls more often than not. In fact, as often as you can. Reminds me of the great scene in The Fugitive, Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Harrison Ford, Dr. Richard Kimball on the run, Tommy Lee Jones, the fugitive seeker, the, uh, the, the bounty hunter, as it were, confrontation in this dramatic drainage tunnel high above a waterfall. And it went something like this. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. There is a roughing the passer penalty. Speaking of referees in the Monday night or Sunday night football game between the Dolphins and the Eagles. It was typically pathetic when it comes to really that's now a penalty in the NFL. Yes, it was a penalty. But even more interesting is that the penalty was called not by the crew chief, or the so-called white hat, Brad Allen, the Paul Charchian doppelganger. Yes, if you're ever wondering, what does Church look like? Look up, or did I say Paul Allen? I might say Brad Allen. Brad Allen, the Paul Charchian doppelganger. Maybe I got that right. It was thrown by the umpire, 
And the umpire, the black hat, used to stand in the middle of the field, but then the black hat started getting crushed more and more on crossing patterns and everything else. So they said, okay, you can call the middle of the field on that side of the ball, just you do it from over here behind the line of scrimmage. It's not that he can't call roughing the passer, but they usually don't. And apparently Allen... Brad Allen said, are you sure? You could see him mouthing that when the flag was thrown. Like, are you sure that's roughing the pass? Although it is a long yardage situation. Long out here playing defense on Swift. Flag is down with a hit on the quarterback after Perry Nickerson had the deflection. Let's see what the call is. Umpire and referee discussing. Wayne Hype in there chatting with Brad Allen on the flag. Personal foul. Roughing the passer, defense number 94, 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. Christian Wilkins is flagged, it'll move the ball to the 20-yard line. Now you're going to hear something very rare. Terry McCauley actually disagreeing with the call. I I say he hits him in one step. He actually pulls off with his hands. He doesn't follow through and, and, and blow up the quarterback. This just isn't enough for roughing the passer. Two, two is the magic when you're counting steps, right, Terry? It is. It is. And it's right on the it's right on the edge, but he doesn't blow him up. He just he just puts his hands on him. Little shove. Not enough for a foul. Yeah. Speaking of the way the NFL has become, Kareem Jackson of the Broncos has been suspended now for four games for his latest hit, this one knocking out um the Packers rookie tight end, uh, Musgrave. This on a missile hit, leading with a helmet, armless tackle. Oh, hell of a hit. Hell of a hit on Musgrave, who was not prepared to defend himself. But guess what? That league, and this is not the first time that Jackson this year has lit guys up, that league where you can do that and make those plays and be on Monday Night Countdown in their segment, you just got jacked up. That league doesn't exist anymore. Somebody needs to get Jackson the memo. Well, I guess he'll get it now because he's going to miss four game checks. I believe he's a captain on that team as well. Somebody pointed out that around 1999, Leonard Little for the Rams killed a woman drunk driving. He got an eight-game suspension. Now Kareem Jackson's gotten a four-game suspension because he's playing football essentially too mean. There's also a face mask call that was missed badly in the Dolphins-Eagles game. Uh, There was a uncatchable ball P.I. call that was very suspect in the Colts-Browns game. And there was a first down given to Kenny Pickett in the Rams-Steelers game that Sean McVay could not challenge because it was under two minutes left and he was out of timeouts. To which I say, ha-ha, fuck Sean McVay. I don't know how he spent all three timeouts in a one-touchdown game prior to the two-minute warning, but too bad. Too bad, so sad. This is why you save your timeouts. For those who watched that game, let me know how Sean McVay blew all of his timeouts. It looked like Pickett was probably short, but because he couldn't challenge and because it was ruled a first down on the field, guess what? The call stood. The college football powers that be that are denying James Madison a chance to play in a bowl game are truly pathetic. And the reasoning for it, well, I guess 
technically a rule's a rule is preposterous. Basically, JMU is too good, too quick. And so, therefore, they're not going to be allowed to play in a bowl game. They're currently ranked, oh, by the way, in the top 25. But according to Brett Daniels, Senior Director of Communications and Branding at the NCAA, uh, he answered an inquiry by saying, thank you for reaching out. Our inclusion in the college football playoff rankings is based on NCAA postseason eligibility, not conference championship game participation. As part of the transition from FCS, 1AA, to FBS, 1A, NCAA bylaws require programs to wait two years before being eligible for postseason play. Because of this, James Madison will not be considered for the college football playoff rankings this season or a place in a New Year's Year's Six bowl game. The 82-school bowl qualifying exception would also not give JMU access to the college football playoff ranking or a New Year's Six bowl game. Sincerely, Brett Daniels. Oh, for God's sakes. They're going to have to scramble to find teams probably that are bowl eligible. They got to win six games. All right, five. Four plus a quality loss? Hell, the Bahamas Bowl just announced they're not going to hold the game in the Bahamas this year because of renovations to the stadium. (laughs) We're going to the Bahamas Bowl. Technically not in the Bahamas. We played in Fresno. (laughs) Or somewhere else. Why, why would it be played in Fresno? Okay, I just picked a city. It was a panic move. I should have script. You know what? Okay. With that, let's take a break. When we come back, how about some non-sports stories for your entertainment and informational awareness? You are listening to the Zabecast. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We're back. I've already broken my first episode promise. I have one more sports-ish story for you, and then we'll get beyond sports. And this makes me like Michael Irvin even more than I kind of already liked Michael Irvin, if that's even allowable, being that he was a dirty, stinking, blue star cowboy when I was a Redskin fan for all those years. What happened? Well, let's not get into that, okay? Michael Irvin appearing on Fox Sports Undisputed, talking about Ja Morant, the Memphis Grizzlies superstar who has been suspended for 25 games for conduct detrimental, basically just running with the wrong crowd, getting in various compromising incidents, I guess if I could describe it. He got suspended for flashing a gun in an Instagram live video after he had had a number of other incidents where the NBA's like, look, you are a wayward, wayward sheep. We need to get you back in the flock. Let's suspend you and maybe you'll come to your senses. So Michael Irvin had this great riff about, hey, even my son is rapping now. And I had to remind him, yo, what are you rapping about? You grew up in the lap of luxury. With people all the time and running around. I got a son. He he, he raps. His, his rap name is Tut Tarantino. If you ever listen to some of his raps, I'm like, oh my God, where does this come from, son? <laughs> you grew up in a gated community your whole life, but he's rapping my life because we romanticize and fantasize about that old Thug life, ghetto life, and all of that stuff. When, when, when we, when we used to work to get away from it, now we've gotten to a place. Somehow we're running back towards it in the music and everything. In the in, in the days I was coming up, all of those guys that you see, the John Morans, them hanging around. Those guys were still around us, Key. But it was they, they, they were like, get out of here. 
stop doing this. You got a chance to make it out of here the right way. So those guys will try to tell you to stop being in these neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Stop hanging out. Go do what you have to do. It's not like that now. The guys are more hanging on and want to go with guys, and, 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 and you're tearing up careers. I mean, we got to be good enough in the neighborhood to know when God has touched somebody with that gift that time is talking about and be good enough to say, hey, man, you shouldn't be around here. You shouldn't be doing things. You got a chance to do it the right way and change a lot of lives and help out our people, and we got to be strong enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. Yes, it used to be. Not that I would know. Of course, I had a running joke with my parents for all these years. Like, you know, Mom and Dad, you deprived me of the opportunity to grow up poor on the mean streets of somewhere other than McLean, Virginia, and play basketball with much higher competition. Instead, I was out here stuck in a suburban, leafy, driveway, neighborhood hoop game. Never to become anything of some... (laughs) But Irvin's right in that... It used to be the hard guys in the hood would tell the talented ones, the athletes, get the fuck out of here. Like, you got a chance to make it legit. You shouldn't be around us. Get out. Now it's the other way around. Even if the so-called bad guys in the hood would be willing to hang out with NBA stars, it's not like they're begging to do it, I don't think. It's that the NBA stars are like, God making all this money, I'm celebrated, I'm a, I'm a celebrity, I've got everything I want, but I don't have street cred. How do I get street cred? Ooh, let me go hang out with this guy, with this dude who's got a rap sheet as long as his arm. I wonder if Michael Irvin has told his son, you know what, knock that shit off and become a doctor. <laughs> I didn't work my ass off as an NFL player and, and a member of the media to provide you with everything for you to go by Tut Tarantino and start rapping stuff that you have no experience with. Now I kind of want to go listen to some Tut Tarantino songs. Dateline the Unfriendly Skies. Headline. Off-duty pilot flying in jump seat of Alaska Airlines 737 charged with 83 counts of attempted murder. What? How? Well, apparently this off-duty pilot barged into the cockpit when he saw a moment to do so and tried to shut off all the engines. (laughs) There was a struggle. He was subdued. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. But holy shit. Makes you, once again... Remember, as routine as flying flying has gotten, for the most part, save for the annoyances, delays, lost luggage, etc., we haven't had a major crash in a long time. Hear me knocking? We haven't had a major crash. We used to go every six months, and a DC-10 would go down, or a 737 would bite the dust, or this or that. Now it's extremely rare, but it doesn't mean shit couldn't happen. 83 counts of attempted murder. Amazon's making robots to lift boxes and put them on shelves and take them off of shelves and soon to sort through the shit you and I buy on Amazon. Prime now! I've seen a video of these robots. They look like it's a Star Wars 
movie come to life. They're still fairly crude. They kind of walk very slow in an exaggerated up and down gait. But they can lift boxes. Looks like empty boxes. Not really heavy boxes right now, but that will come. As I like to say, these are the worst robots we are ever going to have in our lives. But the question becomes, if there's enough robots doing enough of our jobs that don't have to be paid, that aren't given health care, then who's going to have any money to buy anything on Amazon in the first place? Good question. Here's a story I'm calling straight bullshit on. Headline. Study. Going for a run may be no better for you than sitting in a hot tub. Right. According to research from Coventry University in the UK, sitting in a hot tub for 30 minutes a day could be just as beneficial as going on a run. Said Dr. Tom Cullen, quote, the healing effects of water stretch back centuries and hot water immersion or hot water healing is practiced for spiritual, mindful, and health reasons all over the world. Cullen's team studied the mood, heart rate, blood pressure, blood flow, cortisol, thermal perception, and anxiety of healthy participants between the ages of 26 and 60. And they concluded that being immersed in a nice hot tub Almost as good as going on a run. Of course, it can't build cardiovascular endurance. It cannot build muscle strength, lung capacity. You're just kind of slowly boiling yourself. Nice try, though. But even I know, no fucking chance. One more non-sports story. Then we'll take one last break and get to some feedback. In the 1970s, an Italian singer set out to create a song, a hit song, That was supposed to be in English, but the Italian writer didn't know any English, so he just wrote some gibberish for supposedly English words. The song itself, I think, is a flat-out banger. Take a listen to what a 70s Italian pop song meant to be English gibberish actually sounds like. Kind of a banger, isn't it? It's got dancers. I'm watching the video of this. Quite a production. (laughs) Imagine getting high as a kite and trying to actually determine what the words are closest to in this song. What the hell did you just say? <clears throat> Remind me to put this song on my phone. Next time we're sitting around drinking and we're good and hammered, pull this one up and go, okay, what are the words? But here, here's the thing. I won't tell anyone that it's actually Italian gibberish. I'll say, no, this was a hit song in the 70s. Uh, Can you tell what words these are? People are listening over and over going, no, I don't know. Here, give me another shot. Another shot of vodka ought to do it. Down the hatch she goes. 
Last break, and then we'll come back. Some feedback. Always welcome at Zabe at Yahoo.com. Your helpful feedback to me is next. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. All right, let's wrap on this. I am sorry for Friday with Scott and Solly. It was a disaster. No question about it. Somehow, Solly's connection, internet-wise, was complete garbage and dropped out pretty much the entire time we were trying to do. You are looking live. Now, here's my internet situation. I finally got Starlink. How's it going? Okay. Like, I've noticed that Starlink at nighttime, when everyone's on it, streaming their media, watching YouTube TV, which I now have as well, I'm only getting about 15 to 20 megabits per second downstream, which is still better than the 7 to 10 I was getting under my old service as I live way off the grid. That said, during the day, when people are at work and not everyone's sitting at home watching Netflix and chilling, I can get upwards of 70, 80, 90, over 100, 120. Now, would I love to get fiber? Sure. Solly lives in a much denser area that has screaming fast internet. I got to ask him if he's got cable or fiber, but he's one of the two. He doesn't have to resort to these fancy, not perfect alternatives like I do and others who are off the grid. For some reason, though, his internet failed. So here's my question. I watch and I see this amazing deluge of content that people record through their own enterprising podcasts, YouTube channels, etc. And I don't see a lot of glitches. Now, probably because they realize when it's glitchy, they just say, okay, we got to fix something. We got to wait. We got to troubleshoot. Okay, now we're up and running. I don't quite have that luxury because I'm putting out a new episode every single day. Now, I gear myself for Thursdays to tape with Scott and Solly. And so, therefore, when we're under the gun, they've got a schedule, I've got a schedule. We have a a window to knock it out, and we're having these difficulties. I don't know what to do other than just press ahead. It was very frustrating. But if anybody knows of somebody... If anybody knows of a podcast that has talked about, well, here's how we get 
absolute fail-safe, rock-solid internet connections so we, we can record whatever content we're recording with both audio and video, let me know. I'd, I'd be curious to hear about that. I just have not seen any real solutions offered for here's how we know we're always going to be up no matter what. This is why I do a lot of my uh, interviews for this podcast over the phone. Because in a way, by letting people come on as my guest just by picking up the phone, it takes so much off their plate. They don't need to find a link and connect to the link. And they don't have to worry about, oh, I've got to set my phone up somewhere so I can be on camera. And how do I look? And what's my background like? I don't even like the notion, and I haven't really forayed into posting a lot of video for two reasons. One is I get very particular about how other people look. The couple times I've posted stuff of me, Scott, and Solly, you'll notice Scott, bless his heart. Oh boy, you know an insult's coming now. Scott doesn't give two shits about how bad his camera connection looks and how bad the lighting is. He's got the camera on his laptop pointing straight up at his under chin. He's got lights in the ceiling that are blaring right at you. And I've kind of hinted at, can we get a better look than that? Even Solly, who surprises me at times, because I thought he'd be the last guy that would give a shit, actually has a good-looking setup. Bookshelf in the background, nice even lighting, centered up. He's looking into the camera, like perfect. Why can't Scott do it? I don't know. And if I were to push it with Scott, I think he'd get annoyed at best. And he may just flat out refuse and say, I'm not, this this is what you're getting. Deal with it. But I would like to get a better connection for sure. So if anyone has any ideas, please let me know. Now some more feedback. This one from Kenny in Florida. Ale Theory, he says, Zabe, after listening to you now since the mid-aughts, I am, of course, an ale disciple. To wit, my wife and I flew up from Florida to attend last Thursday's Game 4 between the Braves and the Phils that clincher at, clincher at Citizens Bank Park. With my sainted Phillies ahead 3-1, bottom of the eighth, my brain was admittedly occupied with thoughts of the ale strategery. Now past 11 p.m., a 5 a.m. flight back home loomed, and cell service was spotty at best, fearing traffic and even worse, the dreaded spinning circle finding a rideshare to the hotel had my internal calculus raging. A mere 30-second departure delay could result in a two-hour loss of precious shut-eye. Sure, I took out a second mortgage for this last-minute trip, but the AL calculus could not and would not be ignored. So what would I reasonably be missing, I thought? An on-field celebration? Nah, it's not even a pennant clincher, and we've already seen all the major exciting in-game moments. Anticlimactic. A memorable play? Well, if such a moment did occur, it very likely would result in a tie or a go-ahead run by the Braves. Well, shit, I don't need to see that. Further, even a ninth-inning comeback would be tempered by my anger and having to stay. Also consider this. Everything lives forever on the internet to rewatch infinitely. And in any context, I wish to experience it, whether it's in person or with announcers on television and all the associated production, it would be there for me to experience. Long story short, we compromised a bit. We moved down to the gate adjacent to the bar and stood watching on the TVs. We proceeded to run 
out of the stadium a millisecond after the final pitch, jumped right on a waiting cab, cleared the lots of any potential traffic within 90 seconds. It was glorious. Greatest four hours of sleep in my life. You would have been so proud. Go Phils, Kenny in Florida. (laughs) Kenny, I am proud of you, man. You did it. You did it. That's the way it should be done. Anyhow, do as you please. Stay to the end. Sit in traffic. Leave early. Don't go. Go for half the game. Watch on TV. Watch in a bar. Watch with friends. I don't care. Enjoy your sports the way it makes sense to you. That's a wrap for today. Only one day a week it'll be solo. So if you hated today's episode, that's fine. Let me know. But also realize, at worst, it'll be a one day a week thing. Back to having regular guests and friends of the show swing on in on a daily basis. We got Church. We got Jay. Jay is back this week. He is back big time because I've got to get him to at least admit his Trojans are a huge disappointment. We'll see if Jay's up to admitting that this week or if he's going to dig his heels in and be a little baby about it. We shall see. Thanks for listening. As always, rate and review. It helps with our algorithmic overlords. Tell a friend or two. And I appreciate your ears for the last 45 minutes. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday. And I will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.